Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers' favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Here we go! Hello and welcome to another episode of Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. And we're recording here on game day, Scott, so no time to waste. We've got two big games to look back on from round one of the NBL season. We've got our Player of the Week award to talk about. We've got our Player of the Year votes to talk about. We've got Sports Card World bringing us our Ask the Coach segment with with Connor Henry. And we're here thanks to All-Star Photos as well. So plenty to get through on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Let's not waste any, any time this morning, Scott. I'm Chris Pike, your co-host, but you're the man that everyone's here to listen to. The only man that's taken part in all four NBL championships from the Adelaide 36ers. Scott, good morning, and how do we find you on game day? Oh, mate, it's it's, it's quite frenetic at the moment, isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, bang, bang, game, game, then, uh, you know, I think we end up with, uh, you know, be four games within sort of seven days, seven, eight days, and... Uh, can't take a breath at the moment it's uh it's great it's fantastic i mean we had such a i guess long layoff with with no basketball and now we've got uh, something something happen every couple of days so uh uh loving it loving seeing uh you know seeing the other teams in the nbl playing as well and uh, uh obviously a little bit of a mixed bag with us here with the 36ers in the first two games but uh uh, it's exciting, you know. Double overtime win on Sunday against the Phoenix. You know, we're seeing the emergence of a of, of a young superstar unfold before our mm-hmm. eyes, and um, yeah, a lot to be uh, lot to be excited about, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the game tonight, obviously as well. Let's get straight into Josh Giddy. Um, we might as well call this the Josh Giddy Show right now because of how excited <laughs> everybody was about about how he played on on Sunday, especially in double overtime. Daniel Johnson had found out he'd had 33 points up until that point. Somebody had to step up, and it was the youngest player in the league. It was Josh Giddy in, in his second game. Um, all three episodes of Six is Fixed so far, you've talked about how excited you were to see him play. We spoke to him on our first episode back for this season, and boy, did he live up to the billing. We'll get to the fact that he's not playing tonight later, but how excited were you by what you saw, especially in, in those two overtime periods? Oh, mate, it was stunning. You know, he got off to a bit of a slow start in, in that game, but, you know, the poise that he showed and, and the confidence that he showed, um, you know, down the stretch was was just incredible. Uh, I might have to take him aside and tell him how to land after doing a dunk, <laughs> but because uh, that was, uh, you know, that was a frightening incident and to, and to yeah, land was. flat on his face. And, and you yeah, know, obviously that's why uh, what's going to keep him out of the game tonight. And, and I know that he is... Uh, he is not happy to have been ruled out for tonight's game. Uh, uh, had a bit of banter with his dad, uh, Dad Warwick, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not happy not to be playing. But I guess in this day and age, you know, the head is uh, fairly sacrosanct, and uh, you know they have they have standard protocols when it comes to these sort of things. But you know what he was able to do, you, you know, from finding teammates to. You, you know, mid-range jump shots to to scoring in the post. It was you know the the breakaway dunk. It was mm-hmm. just uh, it, it was just it was so exciting to see. And um, you know the crowd. We've had great crowds the first couple of games. Yeah. Uh, you know, been six and a half thousand people at each game, and uh, which is approaching the the current oh, capacity, capacity that yeah. they're that they're allowed. And uh, you know, just when he gets subbed back into the game, you can feel the. You can feel the lift in the crowd, and uh, you know the energy that that he's generating. Those six and a half thousand people is 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 just something to behold. So mm. uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, bring on Friday. Where can we see him back on the court? And uh, uh, yeah, really important though. Uh, you know, we we back up and get that win again tonight. Absolutely. So we'll hear from Brett Maher as well on this show. And as I said later on, thanks to Sports Card World, we'll have our Ask the Coach segment with with Connor Henry and blown away by the amount of questions we got sent through, Scott. So too many questions actually for, for this one show. So we're gonna to have to save some for next week. So that's a that's a good sign that people are 
are tuning in here of Sixers Fix. Well, mate, I was just going to say, and Connor's made himself a, a, a internet sensation <laughs> after one game and, and one time out. It's uh, you know t-shirts printed about over dribbling, oh, wow. and uh, our uh, our main uh, morning show uh, on one of, on on Triple M Radio here in Adelaide. Uh, featuring Mark Rusciuto and, and Chris Dittmar, a couple of reasonable sportsmen themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had a bit of fun and played that clip, <laughs> and uh, with a, with a couple of couple of words beeped out, obviously. And it's yep. just it's it's uh, yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, he's uh, he's made quite a name for himself right from day one. And we'll get his thoughts on it later on as well. One of our questions will be will be about that as well. So stay tuned to get Connor's thoughts on on the fact that he's fully aware that he's become a. An internet sensation as well, so so stay stay tuned for that. Um, now our our round one round one review is brought to you by All Star Photos. So head to head to allstarphotos.com.au to check out all of the basketball photos of anything happening in terms of basketball in South Australia that you could could ever hope for, from the thirty sixes right down to the the junior championships, the country championships, the the, the local 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 basketball that's been played. Kelly Barnes will, will be there. He's been right through from 36ers games for a long time. He's been a photographer for, photographer for Getty Images, which is pretty much the pinnacle of it for a sports photographer. Um, so, like I said, head to allstarphotos.com.au or you can contact Kelly at info at allstarphotos.com.au for more information and to purchase some of the photos that he's taken, maybe of your kids or of yourself or even of Scott playing back in, in, his glory, in his glory days as well. So this review is brought to you by All-Star Photos. And let's go back to Friday night, Scott. Um, first half wasn't too bad. 36ers against Melbourne United, the championship favourites. They were leading at half time. Daniel Johnson hit a couple more three-pointers to start the second half. And with about seven minutes to go in the second quarter, the 36ers were still leading from that point. I think they got outscored. I think it was 45 to 20 or something along those lines. 46 to 20 from that point to end up losing the game by 24 points. Fair to say those last 17 minutes won't be won't be something that the club would be too happy to, to replicate. I don't think they'll be showing them in the highlights of the no. MVP dinner, mate. Put it that way. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the wheels completely fell off. And I, I agree with you. I thought the first half was... Uh, you know, especially defensively against a team that got that much firepower to, yeah. uh, you know, to be leading at half time, and I, I think it was thirty nine, thirty seven, or, or yeah, something 30, like that. To it hold was, that team to thirty seven uh, points and a half. Was you great. know, you, you, you take that any day of the week, and um, uh, you, you know they were having trouble with us, and and. Yeah, unfortunately, the the wheels completely and utterly fell off in that uh, you know in that uh, second half, and uh, you know apart from you know Daniel Johnson, there wasn't wasn't an, and a few glimpses of, of what Josh Giddy could do. Yeah. There wasn't a lot. Well, there wasn't anything else to write no, home about. Wasn't. So it was. Uh, I guess once again with the way the um, the format is at the moment, you know you can you can quickly rectify that, and and obviously. You know, day and a half later or two days later, we, we're back playing on the court, and I think that's that's exactly what you need when you've yep. you've had a bit of an ass kicking, and uh, you know the, the, you can't wait to try and redeem yourself and get uh, get back on deck, which is, they were able to do against the Phoenix. But you know that that United team, I, I thought it was good to get them first up. You know, yep. they've had a disjointed uh, preseason, and. Uh, you know they they've got talent all over the floor and and I I you know to to me they're clearly the title favourite but uh, um, yeah just uh, not a lot went right and not a lot of players there uh, would have slept all that well on Friday night it uh, mm-hmm. it was certainly was a second half to uh, you know to forget and and you know there's there's not much time to sort of sit down and and review what what went wrong yep. there you know it's it's um, it's it's because bang you straight into the next game and, and as I said I think that was probably probably turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I think so too. So they, we won't dwell on it, but I think some of the reactions to that game were I think a little bit over the top. There were there were some pretty dramatic responses to that game from some people you know throughout Adelaide and you have a look at social media and the response was pretty dramatic. Were you as as down on the performance in terms of looking ahead to the rest of the season as some other people were, or did you? Or were you always confident they could bounce back and it was just a, a bit of a blip? Because it really was only, like I said, 17 minutes that was, was horrible. 
Oh, look, you know, anyone that writes a team off after one game and there's, you know, I've seen people do it that should know better as well. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just, you know, obviously got a axe to grind or just the don't know much of the club, clubs. possibly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's—I uh, I don't know, mate. I mean, that—that's the question for those people. But mm. oh, look, there, there were certainly some some signs there that, that that weren't good. I mean, let's let's not dance around the uh, dance around the subject, and and you know, the imports had a, had a game that they would uh, you know they would like to forget, and and outside of DJ, yeah. most of those players would. But uh, um, look. You know, if if in ten games time, you know they're still playing that way. Well, well, yeah, that that's a different thing. But uh, you know, after one game is, uh, you know, to me is is ludicrous. Um, mm. You know, and and you know, once again, they did what they needed to do. Uh, they tried to give away Sunday's game, but we're mm. one and one. You know, that's you know, it doesn't matter what happened in those games. That's yeah. where it stands at the moment. Um, you know, and hopefully after tonight, it, it, it's two and one, and and we're away from there. But. Uh, um, yeah, look, like I said, mate, that's a question for other people, but it, it certainly was was uh, a very, very poor first half, but yeah. it's the first game of the season. Now, before we do get on to Sunday's game, each after each game, we'll be rotating, voting for our Player of the Year award here on Sixers Fix, thanks to Premium Wine Tours, and as we announced last last week, two very massive prizes, um, a... a Wine Tour for four, thanks to Premium Wine Tours, both for one of our listeners and also for the player that wins our award at the end of the season. So two massive prizes to give away. So between yourself and Brett Maher, we'll be casting the votes after each game. You gave the votes for this first game. Pretty obvious, I think. Daniel Johnson, the three votes. Josh Giddy for the encouraging signs. He got the two votes. And Jack McVeigh, probably the best of the rest, gets the one vote. Um... Really, the three, if you could have probably given the three, two, and one to, to DJ, you probably would have. Well, mate, no offense to Jack McVeigh, but I didn't even want to give the th- uh, one vote because <laughs> there was no one that deserved, deserved it. But, uh, you know, there was, you know, Jack, Jack tried hard and he, and he uh, you know, he, he was okay. But that, um, uh, you know, it was, like you said, it was easy with DJ. You know, he's he's just uh, been a star to start this, uh, you know, the, these first uh, two games. And, and, you know, Josh led the team in, in rebounding and assists. Um, you know, didn't have a great scoring game. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a little difficult to try and uh, you know pick that uh, that uh, third uh, third best on that night. Um, much easier, well, probably probably even more difficult on Sunday because there was a lot of guys who, who yeah. stepped up and had had much much better games. So uh, yeah, I, I went with with uh, Jack for my one vote, and uh, um, hopefully it's uh, you know it's it's much easier to pick three players who've had really good games in the mm. future. Now, let's get on to Sunday. Um, it, it was a remarkable game. The The performance was a lot better. Daniel Johnson was was massive. There was a period there in the third quarter where he just, he was having the time of his life. He could, he was doing, he was showing off athleticism. He was making all sorts of spin moves and, and still making all the baskets. He just, he just couldn't, couldn't miss. Um, but the Phoenix just stayed in the game. Mitch Creek was, was, was massive. Um, their their big fella, um, Yanni Wetzel was 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 terrific. Um, their their point guard, um, Kiefer Sykes kept kept them in the game. Um, but outside of DJ, um, a lot of other guys stepped up as well. Tony Crocker had a much better game. I thought he showed some some really good moments that he can can make some some big plays when when he's called upon. Sunday deck I thought was was tremendous as well. We've talked about Josh Giddy, but. Isaac Humphreys is the one, really. I mean, he he played like a man. I mean, he played like somebody that that height and that weight and that strength. He played like you would hope he would. He just fought for every loose ball. Some of the offensive rebounds that he got were were massive. Um, ended up with a double double, fourteen points, twelve rebounds, but also three blocks and three assists and three steals. He did he did did a bit a bit of everything. Um, and he's done it with it with virtually no preparation. So to play. Play 37 minutes without having trained um, was a massive performance. So I think DJ's performance was obvious. It was disappointing that he fouled out just before overtime, obviously, because he was missed. Josh Giddy, we've talked about, but the best sign for me was the fact that other guys stepped up too. 
Absolutely, and I, I made this point. Uh, Brett and I got interviewed in the sponsors' room after the game, and, and uh, you, you know the two of the players you spoke about. Then I said, I said in the room that Isaac Humphreys played like he was seven foot. You know, mm-hmm. he, he used he used that size and that that bulk to be in the right position and just out muscle people and. And it was, it was great to see. You know, he's had some, you know, some niggling knee problems and, um, you, you know, which has sort of hampered him uh, in a little bit of this preseason. But if he can come out there and take up space like that and, and you know, be a great foil for, for DJ, then uh, we're going to be in good shape. And that's and that's what he was brought in to do. You know, like he's, he's probably not going to score 30 points uh, too often, but, uh, you know, 12 rebounds is, is massive. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 14 points was really really valuable as well and, and he just he just looked like a man amongst boys yeah. out there and that was that was a great sign and and the other thing the other comment I made after the game was was you know Daniel Johnson you know as we all know was as no one scored more points had more rebounds in the last 10 years in the NBA mm. than him he has taken another step up and he's got a look in his eye at the moment that's almost as like there is no one that can stop me and yeah, uh, right. I, I've I've never seen that that side of him where he just looks like he wants to take the game by the scruff of the neck and just and just dominate people and and you know if he he can be MVP of this league if he's got that sort of attitude and that sort of desire to come out and and just know that there's he can't be stopped uh, you know on a regular basis well you know he's he's gonna mm. yeah he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with and it, it was really exciting to see uh you also mentioned you know everyone else stepped up and and hit you know hit shots when they needed to and you know sunday you, you know got great scoring contribution from him uh, crocker yeah. hit some big shots and and uh, and obviously we've spoken about what josh did in uh, you know in that second second part and the overtimes was, was great as well but you know i also made the comment you know brendan keys brendan T's oh, yeah he's set there set there for an entire game yeah. and this is what yeah this yeah this is what you want kids to think about not everyone's going to be a daniel johnson but you, you've got a role player like brendan T's who sat on his ass for two hours then came on in overtime hits two baskets makes a big huge defensive play and it is one of the reasons they, that they won. You know, Absolutely. statistically, you're going to look and see, you know, four points in, in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, he had a real impact at the end of that game. Absolutely did. To come out and start that second overtime period, he, he was he was actually the spark that, that set things alight. Um, now, what was it like sitting there watching the game, Scott? Um, <laughs> what sort of an emotional roller coaster was it? Was it on some Sunday, Sunday evening? Mate, it's... it's the most since I played and coached, it was the most emotional roller coaster I've <laughs> I've had in the game in ten years. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. The, the the highs and the lows. We you know we we tried our best to lose it on a couple of occasions, but it was it was you know it was a really exciting game. I was exhausted at the end of it. And I hadn't even <laughs> done anything. So so what it, it was, mate. It was uh, it was a really you know high game of emotions. Uh, you know when Josh Lennon on his face and and yeah. that. You know that that could have been, um, you know, really really serious, and it it uh, reminded me of you know what Andrew Bogut did when he broke yeah. his arm it was a similar sort of fall, except he didn't put his arm out. He decided to <laughs> decided to uh, you know the face would be a better first, option. Yeah. But but so yeah, it was it was a it was a real emotional up and down that game, and uh, um, yeah, thankfully we came out on the right uh, right side of the ledger. Absolutely now. The voting for that game, Brett Maher was kind enough to help out. Again, I think pretty obvious. Daniel Johnson for three, um, Josh Giddy for the two, and Isaac Humphreys for the one. Um, did you agree with your old mate? I did. Yeah, yeah. I think he got that right. I, I think um, you know Isaac Humphreys. You know, was was uh, you know you know like. If Josh hadn't have done what he he done in the, you know late in the game, I, I think he probably could have got the two votes. But yeah, I think uh, I think Breddick got it right with a three two one. Obviously, you know DJ was an obvious one, and you know if he if he doesn't uh, go get fed out of that game, he could have ended up with forty. You know, yeah. it was oh, yeah. uh, he had like I said, he had that sort of look in his eye. So uh, yeah, three two one. Um, you know, there's some of those other players. You know, Sunday Crocker. Uh, Jack McVeigh probably a little bit unlucky because they all yeah. stepped up and had, uh, had had really valuable games as well. But uh, yeah, I reckon my old mate got it got it pretty spot on. 
Now, Player of the Week award as well will be something that is a is a weekly thing here on Sixers Fix. Thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi, the great, great guys out there, Scott, and you had spent some time there this week as well, which I'll ask you about in a second. But we put our we put the question out to our listeners on social media to to choose our winner of the Player of the Week award, and it was between Daniel Johnson and Josh Giddy. Got a great response, plenty of votes, but I think it was pretty clear in the end that you know sixty two points across a weekend, DJ was was the winner, as as exciting as. As Josh obviously was. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I made it. If they're all that easy to pick, uh, we're going to be all right. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, clearly, clearly DJ um, just just had a, you know, had a, had a stunning, um, yeah, a stunning uh, couple of days and a couple of games and. Uh, um, yeah, like I said, really, really exciting um, moving forward, and um, uh, yeah, clear cut winner for me uh, after these two games. Now, of course, that award is presented by Australian Motors Mitsubishi, as I mentioned, and we'll pick one of the winners that cast their votes this week on that award, and they'll be they'll be winning a special prize pack, and we'll be getting that straight out to you as soon as we can, Scott. And it's a prize pack well and truly worth winning, and you also spent some time out there at Australian Motors this week too. I did. I, uh, I went and saw Dylan, who's the uh, dealer principal at Australian Motors Mitsubishi at, at Wavell and also at Morfitt Vale. Um, yeah, we, we spent about an hour and a half talking <laughs> about uh, uh, all things basketball and uh, just a, just a uh, you know, sponsorship. I don't know if sometimes people realise you know how valuable you know some of these sponsorships are in this uh, in this day and age and for him to you know get behind the 36ers the way he has you know obviously with our podcast I know he's he's sponsored the Adelaide Lightning before um, you know th- those sponsorships are invaluable and uh, you know like if you know if you want to support someone that's supporting basketball in South Australia um, yeah, I'd certainly say go out and see Dylan there at Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Um, I know uh, young Brett Mars got his eye on one of their cars uh, coming up in a couple of months, and uh, uh, yeah, look, I, I couldn't couldn't recommend them enough. Uh, he does a fantastic job and is just a great supporter. Perfect, a great segue as well, Scott. You're getting getting good at this game. Let's let's <laughs> now wrap up that first segment, the review. Thanks to All Star Photos, and let's get straight to your chat with Brett Maher and and have a listen to what, what the legend has had to say. Okay, back here on Six is Fix, and a bit of a last-minute change. Um, we're still joined by Brett Maher, so... So fans of of the legend himself never fear, but instead of him talking to Scott Ninnis, he's talking to me. So, so Brett, thanks for joining us still on Sixes Fix. We had a bit of a hiccup with with Scott. Um, I guess that was a, a rehearsal. Now, now you, you're doing the real deal now. Sounds good to me. Thanks for having <laughs> me on, Chris. Um, now, before we get into your thoughts on the weekend gone and also tonight's game, Brett, um, you've been spending a lot more time than ever with. With Scott in recent recent months, now that you guys are doing some school clinics and and holiday camps, and and you're officially on board at the thirty sixes. Um, are you sick of him yet? <laughs> well, I normally catch up with him a fair bit anyway, but uh, no, it's been really good. We're both enjoying it, getting back into the community, working with the Sixers players, and um, yeah, I think it's kind of we've both had a bit of a break, so to get back into it has uh, has been good and refreshing. And also, this is my first chance to talk to you since last season. Um, interesting that you used your preparation time and your the airtime that we gave you here on Sixes Fix to go ahead and, and start your your own podcast uh, after we finished up last season too. Yeah, well, Andrew McLeod had uh, <laughs> talked to me about doing the possibility of, of something together and uh, I, I saw it as a good means to catch up with him on yeah. a more regular basis. And um, Yeah, it's been uh, great for us to strengthen our friendship and go through just a little bit of stuff on on the Bungie and Brewster podcast. Oh, fantastic. Okay, now people want to hear, hear your thoughts on the 36s, Brett, so let's quickly get to that. Um, last weekend, um, Scott and I went through both games a little bit earlier in the show. Um, how did you come away feeling from Friday night and and were you as nervous during the game on Sunday as, as Scott was? 
Oh, I was, yeah. We're both uh, sitting there and we're saying how uh, into the game we were. Mm. It, was a, it was a really good game, a real seesawing event. And 36ers looked like a couple of times they had it sewn up and the Phoenix did well to get it uh, to double overtime, I thought. Uh, there were some great performances on both teams. I thought Daniel Johnson has been exceptional at the start of this year and um, young Josh Giddy has, uh, has also been fantastic. He really... Stepped it up as the game went on and uh, in overtime was great. And I thought Mitch Creek and Wetzel for South East Melbourne were very good as well. How relieved were you by the end of that double overtime to come away with the win? It would have been would have been tough going into tonight's game, 0-2. and two. Yeah, I think so. It's such a mental game. It's such a game based on uh, confidence and that as well. So I think uh, the Sixers would have, been uh, really struggling mentally. Uh, if they dropped that game, a lot of extra pressure would have been put on them. But I think in winning that, it gives them a lot of confidence. And um, as we know, it, a season can be defined by winning uh, those really close games. So for them to get over the line was huge. Were you as excited as the rest of us about what we saw from, from Josh Giddy? Probably especially in the two overtime periods without, without DJ there after he fell out. Somebody had to step up, and it just happened to be the, the youngest player in the league. Yeah, well, that's it. And no one knew how he'd bounce back once he landed on his yeah. head as well. He looked pretty dazed <laughs> from that. But, yeah, he's a he's a tough cookie. He's so controlled under pressure and, uh, yeah, just stepped up. And it, it was great to see from the young fella. And um, I think uh, we won't see him in Australia all that long, I don't mm. think. But so while he's here, it's certainly going to be a joy to watch him. Okay, now we're talking on game day here ahead of... Tonight's game against the Phoenix. Um, how did both teams back up from Sunday? What sort of a response do you expect from from both teams tonight? And what are you expecting to see to see tonight? Yeah, look, I think there's some pretty easy adjustments both teams can make. I think the 36ers, if you look at it, they got smashed on the offensive board, yeah. so they'll need to take care of that. And they had a heap of turnovers again. It's a problem that uh, happened in the first game as well, and one that uh, they can probably take care of fairly easily. Um, they did not over-dribble as much. Uh, and I know a lot's been made out of that timeout, one of the funniest timeouts of all time, but they de- definitely did a better job of that. I think um, South East Melbourne, I don't think Cam Glidden or Tarangi will have as bad a games as what they had yeah. uh, in that first game. And if they get more out of those two, then I think... Uh, yeah, the 36ers are also going to have to have a number of guys step up. I think the imports can still do better yep. for the for the 36ers. Um, I think Jack McVeigh probably could do a little bit better than what mm. he did in that first game. Uh, and Keanu Pinder can probably step yep. up and do a little bit more as well. So both teams have got players that can improve and I think make a real impact on the outcome of the game. In a funny way, could Josh Goody not playing tonight be the best thing for... Donald Sloan to now find his groove in this team and suddenly he'll have to do a lot more of the ball handling, a lot more focus goes on to him. It might actually be a good thing for him to now have to carry the team and, and step up a bit more. Do you think it could help him you know, come out of his shell, shell a little bit? Yeah, it definitely could be a catalyst for him. He'll probably see some more court time and he'll also uh, yeah, get some more opportunities to try and score because they Definitely need some scorers. DJ's been really carrying a, a large load there. So I'd like to see him get more involved at that end. And um, Yeah, I think he can really make a big leap forward with this uh, extra court time and exposure that he'll have. Just quickly, um, a short turnaround as well to then Friday night against the New Zealand Breakers. They'll be playing their first game of the season. They've been away from home for, for I think, it's eight weeks already. Um, any idea what we can expect from the Breakers? Um, well, I haven't seen a whole heap from the Breakers mm. this season. Um, I think it's a good time to get them, obviously, first game, and we've got a couple of games under our belt yeah. that should be hopefully hitting some form. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to play them under those circumstances and um, to have this uh, large amount of games at home uh, straight up is a huge advantage. And, yeah, as I said, I haven't seen enough of New Zealand yet to uh, make any comment. I know they've got a lot of talent, but I'm not sure how they're working together as yet. So I'm really keen to see them uh, firsthand and see what we can see for the rest of the season out of them. Yeah, we're looking forward to that on Friday night. Okay, Brett, thanks for thanks for dropping in quickly here on Sixers Fix. Now, now Scott's got you on board to help us out with our Player of the Year voting throughout the season as well. And, and Premium Wine Tours are actually giving away two wine tours or four. Um, 
one to our listen, one to one of our listeners, and one to the winner of the play of the year. So you're gonna have to keep a close eye on those games when you're casting your votes because there's there's a lot of money that's been given away on those wine tours. There's some great prizes up for grabs. I think that's fantastic, and um, yeah, I think DJ's. Uh, off the form of his first two yeah. games is a is a dear shoey, but uh, yeah, hopefully the others can step up and challenge him for votes each week. And um, yeah, as you said, uh, there's some great prizes there. Yeah, so thanks for your support with that, with that, Brad, and thanks for joining us on the show this week and enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, back here on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis, and it's now time for our Ask the Coach segment with Connor Henry. Connor has agreed to help us out here on Sixers Fix for for the season. Um, very generous with his time. And thanks to Sports Card World, all you have to do is send us through a question to ask Connor each week, and if, it, if the question is good enough to make it on air, then you'll go in the running to win a special prize thanks to Sports Card World. And what that means, first up, is you can win one of the special collector's edition 2020 championship edition from Panini America for Los Angeles Lake Lakers set. It's 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 a box collection. It's worth sixty five dollars. Sports Card World has been kind enough to donate five of them to our lucky listeners. And thanks to some questions that we've received for Connor for this week, we're going to be giving away some of those prize packs. So thanks to Sports Card World for sponsoring the segment here on. On Sixers Fix, and if you if you don't know already, check out Sports Card World in the Rundle Mall. Um, you can't miss the store there. You won't be short on on things that you want to purchase once you, once you get there. It's not just basketball cards. It's not just their NBA collection. Anything sporting wise, from AFL to NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, but also your your major major collector card gaming gaming collections, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Magic: The Gathering, whatever you need. Just head in to check out the guys there at, at Sports Card World. They'll take care of your needs. Also, head to sportscardworld.com.au for more or follow them on social media. We're very excited to be partnering up with them now. And now it's time for our Ask the Coach segment with Connor Henry. Okay, Connor, thanks very much for joining us here on here on Sixers Fix. Before we get to our, our listeners' questions, um, in terms of opening weekends for your time as 36ers coach, opening up with... A pretty good first half on Friday night and then obviously a, a disappointing second half from the team and then having a couple of days to, well, not even a couple of days, a day and a half to, to stew over that and then get ready for another game and end up going to double overtime and, and getting your first win. Um, couldn't have been a more dramatic, dramatic start. Yeah, there was, a, there was a bit of a roller coaster there. Um, like you said, we were, we were in the game uh, versus Melbourne um, you know, tied or up two points at half. And then um, we just came out and, and didn't move the ball well. And and, um, and they got on us pretty good and we couldn't stop it. And so there was uh, quite a bit of disappointment um, all around with the guys on, on that. And I think we learned um, a good lesson and, and we continue to in that ball movement is the key in any offensive system and, and understanding roles. And so we're still, we're still working on that. We were much better, um, against the Phoenix. Um, and, um, there's, there's part of that game late where we had the game, I believe up six and could have won it, um, in the first overtime, actually in the first, in the game. And we just didn't close the game out. We came down, took a couple of quick shots, the ball stopped, there was no movement, and next thing you know, um, as you know in this game, um, you you get a foul, they get an and one, next thing you know, got a little bit of momentum, I had to burn a timeout, and fortunately we came out of that timeout and got it done. So all in all, the weekend was a lot of learning. Uh, we're here now this morning, we got shoot around, and um, you know, we know we know the Phoenix are going to come out. They feel like they have the opportunity to get one here, and both teams are going to respond. And we'll see which team can respond the the most uh, complete, I would say. Um, and and hopefully that's us tonight. 
Yeah, let's hope so. Now, now you've been kind enough to agree to join us, and thanks to Sports Card World, they're going to sponsor your segment here of Ask the Coach on Sixes Fix, and we've got some got some questions from our from our listeners. So, um, I've actually got too many questions to get through in in one segment. So, what I might do because we're talking here on game day is I'll ask you the the game related questions this week, and then some of the other more generic and general questions about your career and some of those other things I'll ask. Next week. So, first of all, Connor from from Nate Turner on Twitter. Um, he's asked a lot has been made of some of the rotations that were thrown out in the first round. Is this just a case of trying to get a feel for the players in actual competition, or or was there more to it? I'm aware a little bit of the of the, the chatter out there of rotations, but um, if if Nate's talking about specifically our our players and the rotations, you know, I think it's pretty pretty common that you start both import and you go with your best five and mm-hmm. um and that's that was my plan uh, and it still is my plan we haven't we haven't made any adjustments uh in our starting lineup um some of that is health related um even though isaac played 37 minutes um we like him right now coming off the bench in certain matchups mm. um and you know, once he gets a level of fitness up, uh, I can see Isaac moving into that starting role and we'll put Keanu back uh, as the first big coming off the bench. We'd like Josh coming off the bench in a scoring, facilitating role. And I see that continuing um, as we get our imports up to speed with fitness and, and understanding the system. Does it mean any of those guys can come off the bench or start at any time? You know this game, Chris. It's Mm. It's really how you finish. Um, it really ha- is really how the game plays out throughout uh, the course of 40 minutes with foul trouble, with the ebbs and flows. And the game kind of just dictates who gets to play the majority of the minutes. And I can see that uh, not changing. And, and someone that will be forced tonight, obviously, without, without Josh being able to play. So all of a sudden, some of those other guys will be forced to play extra minutes. And I'm actually excited. Um, this isn't a question. This is just a comment. But I'm excited to see... Donald Sloan and Brendan Tees and Daniel Dillon and, and even potentially Alex Madronner getting to play more minutes as a result. Um, next question from Michael Murray. How hard... It, now, this, this, is a, this is a tricky one. How hard is it to balance the need for the team to gel for the future for wins, you know, w- with the calls for, for, from people like Nate to, to play giddy extra minutes? Personally, I think the kid can play, but we have a very deep team with others able to contribute. That's from Michael. Thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, you're spot on, Michael. We, you know, we're in a process right now where, you know, we don't have to be great right now. We see the potential of the squad. Um, we see the potential of Josh, Isaac, Sunday, you know, all these young pieces that we've added in the off season to go with some of our veterans and our current other young crops. So, it, there's always pressure to try to win the game, and 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 b- believe me, we we are trying to win the game. But we're also trying to figure out our players um, and get our get those pieces up and running and understanding the system um, to a high level. So, I I I think we'll go forward with this this mindset. Look, Josh's minutes is going to take care of itself. He's a talented young player. Everybody has seen that. It's, it's people say, well, why doesn't Josh play anymore? Well, guess what? He's going to play. He's going to play a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's no reason for me not to play my young budding superstar uh, as many minutes as I can possibly have him on the floor in the right in the right situations to make him successful. And my my job here is to win games and to make him successful, and, and that's the plan. Now, a couple more quickly, and then we'll save the rest for next week. This is from Salty Kicks on Instagram. As with most sporting teams, what have been the most the hardest things to manage over the last nine months or so since COVID hit? Also, has this also affected the physical and mental conditioning of the team? And how did you or how are you overcoming this? That's from that's from Salty Kicks. Well, Salty uh, Kicks, you, you're, you're spot on. Yes, yes, and and yes. Look, that's been, I believe, every team and every coaches and every organization, you know, quest is to try to find out how we can manage having such a long layoff 
um, getting our work in and keeping it fresh uh, on a daily basis because training, you know, four or five, six months um, <clears throat> is not the normal off season. It, uh, it can wear both physically and mentally on players. And so what we've tried to do in, in two and three week blocks of, of kind of planned work is keeping it uh, as, as fun and fresh and yet getting our work in and building a system, building a level of fitness. And then when, once we feel like we've met some goals physically, mentally, we gave them three, four days off to freshen them up, to spend time with the family, to be able to do some normal things uh, outside of the basketball uh, routine. And so, um, you know, we feel like we've done a good job with that and then mixed in a couple of preseason games. And this is another part of it is that having a certain goal that you're targeting uh, as a player and as a team uh, usually has been the routine, you know, every normal season. This hasn't been a normal season. So we've, we've had goals tried, you know, there's goals out there for us to try to reach and, and we tried to keep the work ethic steady and, and forward on our two preseason games with Brisbane and then our two preseason games with Cairns. And so not a normal year, some challenges, but um, I think we're in a good spot right now uh, overall. Very good. Um, thanks for that, that question. Now, one last one. Um, and if you haven't had your question read out this week, don't don't fear. We'll make sure we get to it next week because we've had a lot more questions than we expected. So this is this might be a segment that really takes off here on, here on the show. So the last one for this week comes from Peter Goss. Now, he's asked two questions. I'll save the second of them for next week. And I'll finish with this one, this one, Connor. Uh, Peter asks, how much dribbling is over-dribbling? <laughs> yeah, I knew this. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Um, yeah, I had uh, I had a little bit of a moment there, and, and it, quite frankly, I, I had forgotten that I was mic'd up, and um, I used some used some pretty strong language. Um, but um, you know, I think I got my point across, and there was little there was little humor to it, and um, you know, the guy that I uh, I cursed at um, was one of my veteran leaders. It was so teasing, I, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Brendan. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he laughed right when I said it. Of course, that wasn't on camera. So um, so he knew what I was doing. And, and I think the point that uh, I was trying to make everybody realized. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it caught uh, caught fire there and, and, and became quite, quite a humorous little take. So um, let's, uh, let's hope that uh, it's a, a good thing going forward. I think it was at the time. And, um, we're sharing the ball more, and we've got to do more of that tonight. Absolutely. We're looking forward to that, that Connor, to see what happens tonight as well. And thanks for joining us. Thanks to Sports Card World. Now, as a, as a lifelong Lakers fan, our first prize to give away here, thanks to Sports Card World, is a, is a special collector's box edition 2020 NBA Championship LA Lakers box set. You wouldn't mind winning that yourself, would you? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so thank, thanks to our listeners, and we'll, we'll we'll announce those winners shortly. So thanks, Connor, for joining us here on Sixers Fix, and good luck tonight. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, big show now it's turned out to be here on Sixers Fix this week. Scott, great to hear from Brett Maher. Great to hear from Connor Henry, the coach as well, in the Ask the Coach segment, and and great to see so many listeners sending in their questions to Connor. So, as I, as I said, thanks to Sports Card World, some of those listeners will be receiving a special LA Lakers collector set now, thanks to Sports Card World. I'll leave it up to the team there to, to pick the winners. And the rest of the questions, if yours didn't get read out this week, I'll be coming back to them next week. So don't worry, I'll be putting everyone's question to Connor um, next week as well. So th- let's keep moving. Now we're back here for our round one preview now, Scott, and, and we're here on game day. So we're here thanks to All-Star Photos, as I mentioned once again, with our preview. And not only does Kelly Barnes take some great photos, but he's got an Art of the Hoops collection that he has now now set up, which is some fine art photography. It's a new project that Kelly has got up and going at All-Star Photos. Um, and his, his photographs can make, some, make for some great home... Home decor, some great photos to hang off your wall, to put in your office, wherever you like. Some great fine art that doubles as basketball photography. So thanks to his partnership here with the show, 
You can use the promo code SIXESFIX at allstarphotos.com.au and you'll get a special discount on any purchase that you make there. So make sure you check that out at allstarphotos.com.au. I have no doubt, Scott, you'll be checking that out pretty quickly. Um, but now, round one, it's here, it's tonight. South East Melbourne Phoenix, we back up from the double overtime classic on on Sunday. No Josh Giddy for the 36ers. Let's address that first. Um, for mine, it quite simply means that Donald Sloan has to step up with support from Brendan Teeson and Daniel Dillon. What what has to happen now without Josh there for the 36ers? I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. It's, uh, you know, without that sort of... Uh impact that Josh has been giving, you know, Sloan needs to, you know, this is his time to shine, you know, he's going to be our primary ball hander out there, um, you know, you know, Dylan and, and Tease and, and, and Sunday, you know, we'll get some spot minutes there, but, uh, you know, he needs to come out and lead this team tonight and, uh, you know, be a presence uh, you know, offensively and defensively and, and really, really run this ship. Uh, you know, we know what we, you know, you know, you pretty safely say, you know what you're going to get out of DJ. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Pinder, you know, at the moment he's a bit of a walking foul, you know, yeah. it's, and, that, and, that, and we see that, you know, year after year with people who come into the league new, they they take a while to adjust to the to the refereeing and, and he's had trouble with injuries. It would be nice to get him, you know, more minutes to be able to play. Um, but, yeah, basically, you know, when you, when you have... You know, one of your better players out, one of your stars, and it's, it still seems funny saying that about mm. a just turned eighteen year old. But um, yeah, other people just need to step up, and that's uh, it's going to be tough tonight. I think you know they'll be chomping at the bit. The Phoenix, uh, you, you know, that was one that slipped away from the other night. Um, you know, Wetzel was a star, um, mm. you know, with, with a double double, and and one of the problems that we we have shown over these first two games is we're giving up way way too many offensive rebounds, and that that you know you talk about you know, having some concerns moving forward. That that is one that they're going to have to address really quick, smart. Because when you're giving up 22 offensive rebounds in a game, you're not going to win a lot of those games because you're giving up so many easy second shots. So. Uh, that's an area that needs to be addressed, and that's that's not just pointing the finger at Daniel Johnson and Isaac Humphries and 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 Keanu Pinder. Um, you know that that's a team effort. The guards have got to get in there. Those long rebounds. You know if they're going to be battling the big boys in the opposition team. You know that that's got to be a, a joint effort between everyone. So well, the problem with uh, that is, it, it, I think Josh was probably the best rebounder from the the, the opening round too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, well, yeah, once again, just other people need to step out, step yep. up. You know, Dylan will get more minutes. Tees will get more minutes. Uh, yeah, we may see you know the first minutes uh, from a genre. Yep. Um, so you know, it's just it's one of those things. Opportunity beckons. You got to take it, and uh, I, I think. You know, I think this is going to be a really, really tough game for us to win, to be honest with you. I think they, uh, you know, they will make some adjustments. You know, you can't imagine Glidden and, and Tarangi shooting as poorly as what yeah. they did the other night. Um, and, uh, you know, Mitch Creek is, is always going to be a thorn in their side. So they need to come out and establish, a, you know, what their game plan is going to be and, and some toughness defensively right from the start. Um, and, and, and hopefully that, that's something they can do. And, uh, you know, I, I remember a game when we, when Darnell Me was, was killing it back, you know, back in uh, one of our championship years and he missed a game and, you know, it was all doom and gloom. What were we going to do without our best player, at the, which he probably was at that stage, mm-hmm. their starting point guard. And, you know, the next game we beat Illawarra by 37 points because mm. other guys got opportunities and, and, and they just stepped up and got it done. And, and that's that's what you've got to do. You've got to take your opportunities and uh, you can't be going, oh, woe is us because we, we yeah. don't have Josh Giddy. We've got to go, well, great, that's going to give me, me and you, you know, extra extra chances to get out there and shine and, and help the team win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Mitch Creek. He, when he wanted to be aggressive on Sunday, he was unstoppable. So I don't think... We can hope to stop him. What can we do to try to limit limit him from being a match winner tonight? Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think it's it's we we just got to limit him. I, I don't mm. think we stop him. I don't think we've got a great matchup for him uh, either, which is uh, which is a little bit of concern. But w- once again, it needs to be a, a joint effort. We, we you just can't let him. You just can't let him get cheap passes. You can't yeah. let him go downhill and, and get on the rim because he, he, he's so tough. You know, if he's making, you know, three-pointers over a hand, 
so be it. Oh, but, you, uh, you know, when you, yeah. when, when you let him muscle you and get to the rim and, and get to the foul line, you know, it's, you're going to be in for a tough night. And, and once again, it needs to be done team defensively. You know, we need someone that can stay between him and the basket, but we, we've got to be ready to help because, uh, you know, he's, he's a match winner on, on his, you know, on any given night. It, it's, it's, it's hard to, to see that he's not going to score, mm. you know, 25 points. Uh, he, he's going to be a tough matchup for us. But, uh, you know, you don't concede the points to him, but you also got to make sure that, you know, someone else doesn't come out and uh, is a match winner that shouldn't be either. So, yeah. uh, um, but, uh, yeah, we just got to battle him and, and, you know, make him earn what he gets. And we've got another short turnaround. Friday night, again at the Entertainment Centre, and playing their first game of the season is the New Zealand Breakers. Um, two questions. What are you expecting from the game? And are we expecting Josh Giddy to, to play? Yeah, I think Josh will play. I think he, you know, it's sort of a five-day layoff uh, is sort of the general protocol with 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 what he's, uh, what he's done to himself. I have absolutely no idea what to expect from New Zealand on mm. Friday night. They've probably got no idea what to expect from <laughs> themselves not, no. either. I mean... Those poor poor buggers haven't been home for months, you know. They've just been, uh, and, you know, potentially may not get a home game. You, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to wonder what their psyche's like. I mean, I'd imagine they'd just be busting to get out and play. And uh, um, But, you know, they, they've just spent so much time away from home. that They've clearly got talent, um, you know, and, and a lot of it is veteran talent as well. Um, but once again, it's, uh, you know, we're at home. Um Another quick turnaround, uh, which, which uh, as a player, um, I think is a great thing. I think it's great to be. Mm. You'd rather play games than, than, than do a ton of training. But, it, you know, we'll be their fourth game in a week. So I, I just, once again, I hope they maintain the momentum tonight, get the go into that game 2-1, two 2-1, one, two one, get Josh back. Then, then you go into that game with a lot of confidence. And um, But, yeah, I, I've got no idea what to expect from New Zealand and mm. uh, uh, I doubt they know what to expect <laughs> from themselves either. But uh, it's, it's, got to, it's just it must be incredibly tough what they're going through at the moment and, uh, you know, w- without being home for so long and, and having no idea when they're going to get home yeah. either. That's, I, yeah. I can't even... Can't even fathom that. No, no, neither can I. But, yeah, no, fantastic preview there, Scott. So that was brought to you by All Star Photos. So if you're not planning on on it already, get along to the Entertainment Centre both tonight against the Phoenix and Friday night against the Breakers. Almost capacity crowds for both games last weekend. So we hope to see more of the same. Um, it's been a big show, Scott. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Brett Maher and obviously to the coach, Connor Henry, for joining us. And thanks for making this show possible to Premium Wine Tours, All-Star Photos, Australian Motors Mitsubishi, and Sports Card World. We've, we've, we've created quite a little stable there of supporters and, and of course, most importantly, we're, we're rewarding our listeners with some, some prize packs, with some discounts on some, some great purchases and, and some great, great rewards for tuning in here at Sixers Fix. So it's a lot of fun to bring that to you. We look forward to coming back with another show next week. I'm Chris Pike and I'll sign off and, and leave you in the trusty hands of, of Scott Ninnis. What can I say, mate? It's, uh, it's been great fun as always. And uh, we've only, you know, only hours away now to tip off and uh, go Sixers.